let's just cut it off right here. I mean, uh, so I can handle that objection like nothing. I just like, want to say, like, Jose, first of all, I want to make a comment. You are so patient. And at this point, if Nino's not sold on how professional and how experienced you are, like, she's just giving you a hard time for the sake of giving you a hard time. That's text. No. Hey, you look all cute, bro. Like you just got out of bed. I want to squeeze your teeth, bro. You know, you know, it's funny, Aaron. Hey, this is the same bed that you stay at when you come over, bro. Oh, oh see, God. you miss me, bro. You're trying to lay in the bed and get my essence. <laughs> that was textbook what he just did, like asking questions. A couple things came up for me, right? You know, because you have to be able to determine if people have a realistic expectation or not. Mm -hmm. And one of the, like a couple questions came up for me. He did a, that was like a textbook kind of masterclass and asking questions. A, a couple more came up for me as we were talking. So, well, let's say that for some reason, like first I want to dig about what the benefit is. So, you know, I'm aware that your home's lovely. It's in a great geographic area. I don't need to tell you that. I mean, just so I'm clear, let's say you do sell this home and make the move. Ultimately, what would the benefit be to you personally? Like how would your life improve in some way? And then be quiet. Let's say they say backyard kids. It's like, okay. And let's say you got the backyard and the kids like, what would that do for you? And they're like, oh, do this, this, and this. Okay. And how would that make you feel? And at this stage in your life, how important is that to you? Because you'll be amazed what people will tell you if you just ask. They're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. If they say that's not that big of a deal, I need to MTFO. Move the fuck on. But if you're like, no, mm -hmm. no, it's super serious because of this and that. And that, that, that. It's like, okay, cool. Now I know. So Jose was like, yeah, kind of like qualifying. That is what you're doing is I'm qualifying you because whenever there's like super high levels of resistance, it's usually because of a low level of motivation. Like it's like a seesaw. If the motivation is like super low, then there's going to be lots of resistance. If the motivation is super high, then there's going to be less resistance. There may be a little, but not as much, right? Um, another question I would ask is like, let's say we knew that on the outside chance, like if you waited, you'd have to wait a while, you know, maybe like two or three years before you could sell it again and make this transition happen seamlessly where you can sell and kind of buy for the same amount, would that be okay with you? Like postponing the move for that time frame and not having the backyard and, you know, the school for the kids with it. Would that be all right? Is that manageable for you or no? And then be quiet. And they'll tell you if they're like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay. That's a problem. I, I just need to be clear that they're clear. So I want to address this unrealistic expectation because they're like, Oh, I'm going to buy and sell and not put any money, which is bullshit. That's probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I need In to address that. Let me ask you this. Like, let's say that we could make this move happen. And perhaps you'd have to bring a little bit, you know, of money to maybe fix up the property or something like that. Is the backyard and the schools important enough to you that you'd be willing to do that? Or is there no compromise there? And then shut up. Because if they're motivated, what are they going to say? Yeah, you know, I'd probably do it. I just would prefer not to. Okay, that's what I want to hear. If they're like, no. And they draw a hard ass line in the sand. That's a red flag. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I'm probably going to have to move on. So I know that when we're prospecting as agents, you know, it takes so much work to find somebody. Like I get that. And I know once we find somebody who's like remotely, even possibly maybe a little bit interested, we like want to treat them as though they're like fully a hundred percent interested. But by mm -hmm. doing what Jose was demonstrating, asking some of these additional questions, I can determine whether or not these people are actually motivated or not. Because in the environment that we're in, we need eight, nines, and tens, not six, sevens. And then even, Nina, what you want to hear whenever you're asking them, like, 
those additional questions that Aaron said, you want to hear like, no, we need to make this move because of this or no, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in this property or I hate, I need like, like I hate living here where I'm living. Like whenever I hear, I hate living in California, I'm like, dude, this guy's motivated. He's eventually going to do something. And the reality is 100%. Because really what you're searching for and what Jose's trying to tell you is pain. Pain, yeah. Pain or pleasure. Pain or pleasure. pleasure. What I'm aware of is that the majority of humans are more motivated by pain than they are pleasure. So like I'm listening. Like let's say somebody, because the pleasure would be I want to be closer to my grandkids. Okay, awesome. And at this stage in your life, how important is that to you? Let's say that we knew that if you made a decision to wait, you know, just so you can make the move happen exactly the way you want, where you don't have to bring any money to closing sort of thing or bring any money to the next property, that you would have to wait like years before you could be closer to your grandkids. Is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. And then be quiet. So I'm pushing on the pain. Like, tell me, like, what is the real situation here? But until I know that, me going like, great, we should schedule an appointment. Like, it's not... It's not an effective and efficient use of time. So Jose's demonstrating to you like, hey, here's how you ask all these questions. And then what I'm kind of coming in and refining, he was doing a fantastic job. It is like 10 out of 10. And just continuing to refine is these additional questions. So I'm clear on motivation. Because the reality is you may not even want that appointment, to be honest, because it may be like, like, and even like I have situations, Aaron, where people are like, well, I'm just, I ask him like, Hey, you mind me asking like what type, if you received any offers on the property? Yes, I did. You mind me asking what those offers came in at? If they say, well, like, look, I received offers at 1.3. We were listed at 1.5. I'm just going to wait for prices to improve, to be able to purchase. So at that point I'm having a conversation like with them, like, like, okay, so you received offers at 1.3 and you're going to wait till prices go up to 1.5. But doesn't that mean if you wait for prices to go up 200000 doesn't that mean that the property that you're going to buy is likely also going to be going up like 200000 Like, doesn't that make it somewhat of a wash? And mm-hmm. then at that point, at that point, they're kind of like, uh, I guess you're right. You know, because it's unrealistic. Like if they're if they received offers at one point three and they're going to wait for prices to improve to one point five, the reality is that if they're looking to buy something, that's probably also going to increase. Which means they're fantasizing this imaginary situation where their property goes up in value to one point five, but everything else that they purchase stays in in value the same. Which is an a- imaginary thing that's never going to happen. So yeah. in order to basically determine like, like, like I want to address that and be like, look, Aaron, like, like if you wait for two, three years for market to go up 200,000, that probably means that your property is going to, the property you're going to purchase is going to go up 200,000. So doesn't that just make it like, kind of like a wash and kind of put you in the same situation that you're in right now? Yeah. And I love the way that you're doing that. Cause it's like, you already know the, but you're like asking it like, well, wait a minute, like, Let me think about this. And this is what I was saying about addressing unrealistic expectations, because I want everybody on this call to hear me, okay? In order to produce favorable outcomes, you need an accurate assessment of reality, period. And part of our job is helping people to self-discover what the accurate assessment of reality is. So if you're seeing unrealistic expectations or 
overly emotional behavior or unclear thinking. Our job is to ask questions. Our job is to ask questions to help people to get clarity around their thinking so they can make a decision that's in alignment with what they actually want. But a lot of people aren't willing to ask those questions because you like don't want to upset somebody. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing that came up for me, Jose, when you were saying like when you ask somebody, you know, well, if you don't want me asking, like, uh, what did you? What were the offers? If they don't want to tell you, that's like that's usually a sign of resist, you know, like resistance, low levels of motivation. Where it's like instead, it's like you know, my intention in asking is not to be nosy, just to see if I could give you any more information that could be helpful or useful. Having done a lot of transactions in this price point, I would kind of imagine somewhere between like 1.3, 1.4 is where they came in at. Is that accurate? So they told like, they didn't want to tell me, but I don't back down. I tell them like, the reason why I'm asking is to really see if I can help them or serve them in some way. And then I give them something that they can say yes or no to. And then the other thing that just popped up to me, for me, because that's like a status thing, is at the end of the conversation, when you were like, yeah, Monday at four, what I would do just for status is like, hey, let me check my schedule. Yeah, look, I'm looking here. I have an appointment. I have another closing. Yeah, I think I could do Monday at four. <laughs> right? So like from a status perspective, it's not like, okay, great. Well, I penciled it in and, and I look forward to seeing you as soon as I can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Has this been helpful, Nina, as it relates to just asking more oh, yes. questions? Absolutely. Hey, hey, already knows the answer to it, just so you know. <laughs> well of course guys you're you're the best thank you so much amazing awesome all right we have uh seven minutes left who else wants to role play or ask a question any comments or insights for uh, aaron and jose please you, you know it's funny aaron that just this week i was telling people like i look for words like hate this that like hate need and yeah. Like what I love about like how you explain it is like you simplify it to like, okay, what is he really trying to say? What I'm really trying to say in the reality is I'm just looking for pain. And like, like it's such an easier way of explaining it where people understand it now. And you've done that for me with a, several concepts where I know the concept, I see the pattern. I just don't describe it in a way where it makes it simple. But yeah. you're like, oh, what they're really looking for is pain, basically. Yeah, and what it makes me think about is that uh, complex fails and simple scales. Yeah, yeah. It's Dude, it takes... Okay, anybody can take something simple and make it complex. It is very difficult and challenging to take something complex and make it simple. Yep, I agree with that. And that's like, oh, that's really what I'm trying to say. I'm looking for pain. I'm looking for some sort of pain. If I hear some sort of pain, I am going to keep in touch with them because they're eventually going to do something, whether it's now, three months three from months. now, six months from now, a year, I am doing that a hundred percent. Which is in alignment with like biology. So like, in other words, like if your tooth hurts, there's pain, you are eventually going to go to the dentist. Like yeah. that's what's going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's just when. And when you can get into their schedule. So, yeah. And if, if I know that more people are motivated by playing than pleasure, I just need to be sensitive to that when I'm asking questions. So are you, are you trying to extract capital so you can enjoy your retirement? That's pleasure. Am I like physical pain in the sense that like, okay, this home is falling apart and I don't have the money to fix it. Is it, I want to be closer to my grandkids. That's pleasure. But then it's like, I don't have the money to continue to keep paying for this. That's pain. So I just need to be like 
an antenna that's exceptionally receptive to those two things and listening intently, which is emotional intelligence. See, we think that we could be like, hi, I was talking about the homeless for something. You're just a great money journey. And if I say that, then magically people are going to listen with you. Look at me right in my fucking eyeballs. That is not going to happen. Instead, by getting very, very clear on motivation, then once I find out that they're sufficiently motivated, then I, you know, use techniques and whatever. That's a much more effective and efficient. So what I think what Jose was trying to articulate before is like, find out if you can actually, if they actually have a need that you can service first before you start yeah. like close, like just by yeah. you thinking demonstrates that we should get together and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro, they don't even, you don't even know if they like have a need that you can service first. Yeah, and I agree with what also happens is from the consumer's perspective, if you take the time to really get clear, A, that separates you from everybody else because nobody else is. B, it demonstrates that you actually know what you're doing. And C, it demonstrates you're not attached to the outcome. Well, it, it's almost like the doctor example, Aaron. Like you go to the doctor, one doctor, you tell them my head hurts. And they're like, yo, I want to do brain surgery on you right now. We're yeah. ready to go. It versus the doctor that's like, okay. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Did when does it hurt? It? How long is it Where does hurt? it hurt? Does it start hurting? Do you have a history of it hurting? Have you changed your diet? Are you taking any medication? It's exactly right. It's the same process. Like, and I, as a salesperson, if you can deploy that, you will help more people because of it. Not only that, but you have to ask yourself like, okay, if you had those two doctors and one of the doctors is like, let's do brain surgery right now without asking any questions. Like how many of you guys would actually work with that doctor versus the doctor that's like, tell me more about that, really understands the problem hey. and then makes a diagnostic. So if if you wouldn't work with that doctor, why do you expect people to work with you? A hundred percent. And what it made me just think about, Jose, is like one of the things that you'll hear people say if they like the doctor, they'll be like, he or she was very thorough. Mm. Yeah. Thorough. What the fuck do you think they're trying to say? They asked me a lot of questions. Which means that they truly understand what my wants and needs are, which is exactly right. what I was trying to do in that role play is like, okay, what are their wants and needs? Are there wants I need to sell or they wants like, hey, look, I want that bigger backyard. So if yes, their well, wants are that, I'm going to focus a little bit more time and energy into that aspect of it to get clear on their wants or needs to be able to make the best recommendation. And at the end of it, I may say something along the lines, well, look, just to be fully transparent, if you're looking to sell at 1.5 and you're looking to buy at 1.5, it's not going to be realistic. Therefore, I can't help you. Yeah, my intention in telling you that is not to be negative, just to give you an accurate assessment of rally. So here's what I want everybody to understand, what's really fundamentally going on, okay? A lot of you guys have been taught to present in a way that's authoritative and combative. Now, in an environment where there was no internet and no access to information, you can get away with that. That environment hasn't existed for like 25 fucking years. Now people have access to a lot of information, just like you have a lot of access to WebMD, which what do you do before you go see the doctor? You look your shit up, you fucking test it out, you read, you watch videos, right? I mean, that's what you guys do. Something's bothering you, that's what you do. So if, a, if a, let's say you went to the physician and the physician was just like, this is what it is, that's it. Didn't ask a lot of questions, authoritative. I know you don't. I went to school for 12, 15 years. You didn't. And then you leave. You will say that physician is not thorough and I'm not going back and you'll leave a one-star review. 
Instead, if what the physician says is like, hey, what I'm aware of is, Jose, is you have access to a lot of information. I'm sure you've done a little homework. Maybe you went to WebMD and things of that nature. So what we're going to do together is I'm going to share with you some information that we've compiled. And my intention in sharing it with you is not about being right. Instead, it's so that we can get the most accurate assessment of reality in the, in the, in the biggest picture. And from that, you can make a decision as far as what you think is best in the long term. And whatever you decide, I'm going to support you 100%. What I will do is I will provide for you three different options that I think make sense for you, you know, based on my experience and seeing, you know, 20 patients per day. And then, you know, from there, you'll decide. And then I'll be here to help you to execute on what you decide. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. That's a totally different approach. And guys, that's what all of you want. So if that's what all of you want, start presenting that way to other people. Well, I, I think the, the the challenge too is a lot of people don't present that way because they don't know what questions to ask and they never take the time to learn what questions to ask. So what I would do is I would take some time to go back to the Zoom um, meeting and re-listen to it and write out some of the questions that we asked so that next time you're in a situation like that, you can ask the same questions basically or very similar questions to be able to dig a little bit better. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is like, uh, when you take advice from someone, you have to keep in mind that it's, it's given in a particular context of a particular time. And that person's usually not around afterwards to tell you when it's no longer applicable. Right. So using the approach of being very authoritative and I know, and you don't, that worked for a specific context of time because people didn't have access to any information. Now that that barrier has been broken because of the internet, continuing to present that way is no longer applicable. It is no longer the best and highest form of presenting. It should be more collaborative and it should be more interpretive. Like, hey, I'm just an expert here to help you to interpret some of this data. We'll go over it together as a team and whatever you decide, I'll support you. If you would like you know, specific guidance, just ask and I'll share with you what I think is true. Fair enough. And they're like, yeah, that's fair. That's what people want. But again, what happens is, is, you know, we go to somebody for their winning lottery tickets and they're like, yeah, this worked for me in 1960. And you're like, okay. And then you try to apply it today and it's not working. And then you think something's wrong with you. No, no, no. It's the approach. It's the strategy, right? Because it's no longer applicable because of the environment that we're in. So I encourage everybody to continue to keep coming to the well, continue to keep practicing. You only get good by iterating guys, by doing things and by messing up. So step up to the plate. Let's role play. Let's go. Let's grow. Let's make it a great day. I'll talk to you guys soon. Jose, you're so cute, bro. Later, guys. Peace. I, I love this. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week on Clubhouse, and we're moving over slowly to Zoom. Make it hey, a John, thank you. Thanks for setting this up, bro. That, this was Absolutely, great. Absolutely, man. My pleasure. We hopped on a call with people who make a million dollars a month in social media. The first thing they told us is, your thumbnail suck. I find it totally obnoxious.